Welcome to Victorious Living. So the mind, your mind, our mind, the mind is the seat of our will. That's where we make decisions is in our mind. The mind becomes the seat of the will. The, the, the will is to be shaped by the Word of God. But our mind is the seat. It's the place of origination of our, our will. And so our thinking becomes the catalyst that precipitates the actions of our will. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us a message, the importance of a submitted will. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares with us the importance of a submitted will. He said, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. We'll touch on that a little bit later if we have time. So what happens when a person faints in the natural? You ever fainted in the natural? That's three of you. Okay. How many have ever fainted? How many of you ashamed to say you fainted? How many of you just ain't going to say you ever fainted? We've all probably have, you know. How did you feel when you were fainting? Moment, momentarily, what you did, you begin to lose consciousness. You begin to lose your thought pattern. And you feel like you're going. You know, you don't know where, but well, you do. If you die, you're going to go to heaven. But you just feel like you're leaving. You're fainting. You forgot, you've forgotten many things at that moment in time. And that's what he's telling us, that when we faint and become weary, we forget sometimes what we've learned. We forget, we forget the word that's been so taught and preached and then established in our own minds until such situations cause you to become weary and faint and lose consciousness of God being right there with you, of God being your deliverer and of God being your redeemer through Christ. Amen. So what happens when a person faints in the natural? They temporarily lose consciousness of their thoughts and of their awareness of their surroundings, they lose it. So when we faint spiritually, we at a point in time lose consciousness of the word that we have received through the years. And so it seems to want to leave our mind. And so natural fainting, as well as spiritual fainting, has its greatest effect on the mind. When you faint in the spirit, that fainting occurs in your thoughts and in your mind because of situations and circumstances that you may be surrounded with, situations and circumstances that Satan has brought to your life, you can faint on the spur of the moment if you allow yourself to do so. So here he said uh, uh, in, that, in that verse, third verse of the 12th chapter of Hebrews, consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint 
in your mind or lose consciousness of what you know. And Satan can do it to all of us. You know, I'm amazed sometimes that people tell me sometimes, not often, but sometimes through the years, have told me, well, he can't do any of that to me. Talking about Satan's attacks. Yes, he can. He attacks us all at certain times and certain points in our life. And so God has given us the right to choose. You can choose whatever you want to choose. But the Bible said, choose life. God tells us to choose life that you and your seed might live. So our choices are so, so important and our will submitted to the will of God has great, tremendous effect upon our faith. So choices originate, as I've said, in, in our mind and choices are developed or come into fruition in our words and actions. When we lose control of the mind of Christ, then it will begin to show itself in my words and in my actions. And so we, we, we have experienced that. I say we have, people have experienced that through time. Choices are made on the basics of information we receive and the experiences of our life. Let me say that again, that we make choices based on information, the basics uh, of information that we have received and the experiences of our life. So it's crucial that you understand what you receive from, from the word. So the mind, your mind, our mind, the mind is the seat of our will. That's where we make decisions is in our mind. The mind becomes the seat of the will. The, the, the will is to be shaped by the word of God. But our mind is the seat. It's the place of origination of our, our will. And so our thinking becomes the catalyst that precipitates the actions of our will. Uh, what did I say? How did I say that our, our free will, our thinking rather, becomes the catalyst that precipitates the action of our free will. Amen. So our free will gives us the right to choose. You can choose whatever you want to choose. God will give you the right to do that, but it doesn't necessarily that you should do some of the things that we may think about doing. We are to choose life. Therefore, choose life. A amen. And so our free will gives us the right to choose as we please. You can choose anything you want. You can choose here today and go out and rob a bank, but I don't think you'll do that because they're closed. <laughs> so that, that temptation's by the board today. <laughs> Amen, but you can choose, to, you know, when you leave here today to do whatever you want to do. You can choose to do that and God will let you do it, but he doesn't advocate you doing what you choose based on your human emotions. And so he'll let us choose whatever we will or whatever we please, be it choices and actions right or wrong. God's word gives us instructions concerning right and wrong choices, yet the choices we make are left up to us. So the choice that you make to walk in faith lies with you. It lies with me. I choose to walk in faith. So if I choose to walk in faith, then I will need to read what the Bible says about faith. 
I will, I will need to read something about faith from the scriptures every day if I choose to walk by faith. Because if I don't do that, then there is a tendency to let them slip. Given the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we let them slip. And they have a way of slipping away from your memory. You know, I know sometimes I do that myself. Sue will send me to the store and she won't write it down for me. And uh, so I get to the store and by the time I get from the house, a half a mile to the store, I have forgotten. I have let it slip. And so I call her and uh, I said, Sue, what did you tell me to get? Now, don't tell me you hadn't done that now. Especially, you know, if you're a little up, 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 you know, in your age. And so I just, you know, thank God for cell phones because I'd be walking up and down every aisle. What did she tell me to get? I'm liable to go home with no, no telling what. Years ago, I remember one time I went to the store, this one we were up in Kentucky. I went to the store to get something that she told me to get and I could not think about it. We, cell phones were not of that day, you know. I went home with a, ba with a bag of cat litter and we didn't even have a cat. And that's a true story. But you see, when I looked at that bag, it said 33 cents. I thought it was a bag of cereal. And I thought, man, where can you get a bag of cereal for 33 cents? So I went very proudly home. And I walked in the house, you know, I thought I'd gotten a bag of cereal. And I put it out there and Sue said, do you know what you got? She said, you got a bag of cat litter? and there ain't a cat in the neighborhood. So it's easy to let things slip and get away from you if you don't keep reminding yourself on a daily basis. And that's why it's important to read the word every day. Paul said, give attendance to reading. So some people say, well, I ain't getting anything out of reading this. I don't even know. Yeah, you are. You're not so naturally conscious, but you are getting something from the word because the word of God has the spirit and the life of God in it. And when you read it, you think about it, then there's something coming to you from the life and the nature of God. When you read it, now your mind, you know, may tell you that you don't understand it. God is not looking for you to, you know, to build sermons. He's just asking you to read Read the word because the word is a lamp to my feet and it is a what? A, amen. And anytime you go out into the dark, what do you do? You carry with, probably, you know, if there's no street light, you go out into the dark and you don't have a light with you. Guess what? You're kind of stumbling in the dark. When the light of God's word goes out, and slips away, you are meandering in the dark. Amen. Amen. And you know where Satan tra traffics? He traffics in the dark. And so we know that. We understand that, but sometimes we don't always do what we understand, do we? That's three and four of you, but that's good. I'll feel real good going home that three or four of you got that. All right, now I want you to notice something here. In Hosea chapter four, the first part of the sixth verse, Hosea says, my people or God's people 
are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Now, it's interesting, you know, you, you know you, you're not going to die physically necessarily. That's not what we're saying here. But my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Now, what the word destroyed there, if you look down in all of the references, study references that you have, destroyed here is the word for silenced. My people are silenced because there is no sound of faith coming from them. So Satan wants to silence your voice of faith. He wants to shut your mouth of faith. He does not like to hear the sound of faith coming out of your mouth. He doesn't like the sound of victory coming out of your mouth. He doesn't like the sound of overcoming coming out of your mouth, but Satan working on your self-will or your natural side, he'll just tell you that's what you're supposed to do when you get in that particular situation. God is looking for a sound in your voice. My people are destroyed. They are silenced because of the lack of knowledge. But I could also say that God's people are often silenced because they have let the word slip from their mind. And so all you have to do, you don't, you don't have to have anybody to tell you that. All you have to do is listen to yourself. It's our hope that today's message, The Importance of a Submitted Will, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD of today's message, please request offer number 30. Today's special offer number is 30. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.